Amen. I appreciate being able to preach in the church. I very seldom ever get to. I usually preach to the good boys <laughs> in the yellow suits and the green suits and the orange suits and all that other suits. Amen. Thank, uh, thank the Lord you all uh, support me as a missionary. And uh, I don't take it lightly. I appreciate it. And uh, your sacrifice and uh, your giving. And uh, I know one of these days we'll, we'll get home and uh, everything will be rewarded to us. <coughs> when I was a little fella, before I get started here, I, we, went, uh, we went home. We call it home in Kentucky. And uh, I was about 12 or 13 years old, and um, my uncle, he outgrew his bicycle and started driving a car. And uh, I told my grandfather, I said, uh, Grandpa, I said, what are you going to do with that bicycle? He said, well, if, uh, if you'll come and work all summer and help in the fields, I'll, I'll give you that bicycle. He says, is that a deal? I said, yeah, that's a deal. So I did, and... Uh, but during the time working in the field, the corn was planted on the side of a hill because there wasn't hardly no flat places. And I remember uh, starting at the bottom, hoeing that corn and looking at the top row. <laughs> said, one of these days we're going to get to the top row, amen. One of these days God's going to be right there in front of us and uh, we'll get our bicycle, amen? Amen. I don't have uh, many hobbies, first one thing or another. I don't bury baby birds. Uh, but uh, I do, every once in a while, I go down to the beach and I'll take Alka-Seltzers with me. And I'll throw them up to them seagulls and watch them fly off and blow up. That's, that's, that's not bad, is it? Amen. <laughs> Got to do something, amen. <laughs> amen. If you would, please turn, stand and turn the page, uh, oh, the page, amen. Uh, Genesis chapter 5. Genesis chapter 5, verse 21. Going to talk about a man named Enoch. Let me just say tonight, uh, Enoch did it right. Uh, verse 21, and Enoch lived... Sixty and five years and began Methuselah. And Enoch walked with God after he begat Methuselah. Three hundred years and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Enoch were three hundred, sixty, and five years. And Enoch walked with God and he was not, for God took him. Uh, Brother Brian, if you would play, play for us. Amen, amen. Let me just start with, uh, Enoch lived 65 years. The Bible says, then he begat, begat Methuselah, 22, and then said he walked with God after he begat Methuselah 300 years. 
I just like to say uh, having a child changed a whole lot of things in your life. Amen. Uh, when you first get married, it's just you and her. And then when the baby comes along, it's you, her, and the little one. Amen. And uh, I'd just like to say tonight, when, uh, when God saved me and my wife, we were both lost. And uh, we had our first child. And uh, she was born with yellow jaundice. And uh, we couldn't take her home. Uh, when we left, I, I don't know about you mothers, but uh, to leave that baby after you just had her, it, it was pretty devastating. And uh, so to make a long story short, me and a uh, guy I work with, him and his wife came over. She stayed with my wife. And uh, me and him went and got the baby. I was scared to death and uh, to take that little baby out of the hospital. Uh, but we made it. I was so nervous that morning. I turned the stove on for something, and uh, I forgot I'd turned it on, and I, I laid my hand on the burner, and I ended up with little circles on my hand. <laughs> And you just get nervous, you know what I'm saying? But uh, God's uh, been real good. All the, all the days of Enoch were 365 years, and God keeps track of our days. And I'd just like to say tonight, what are you doing with your days? Uh, you young people, you got a, you got a life ahead of you, you got years ahead of you, you got your strength, you got, uh, you got your wisdom, first one thing and another. And uh, you need to just go ahead and settle in on what you're going to do for God while you're young. And, uh, I mean, uh, you know, us older fellas, we can only do it so long. And uh, God's, God's, got a, God's got a plan for, for this church. And uh, he wants you, uh, some of you young people just step up and get, get farther in. You say, well, I, I know I'm preaching to the crowd. I know I, I'm speaking to the ones that are pretty well in, but... They might be somebody here tonight. You might be, you know, one way or the other. You're not, not real sure which way you want to go. But uh, like what Dave just saying, he said, Christ is all. Amen. Christ is all. Uh, let's turn to uh, Genesis chapter 47. First point is going to be Enoch's days. In Genesis chapter... 47 and verse 8. And Pharaoh said unto Jacob, How old art thou? And Jacob said unto Pharaoh, The days of the years of my pilgrimage are an hundred and thirty years. Few and evil have the days of the years of my life been, and have not attained unto the days of the years of the life of my fathers in the days of their pilgrimage. Jacob said, uh, for the most part, God's been real good to me. I have no complaints tonight. I got food on my table, clothes on my back. I'm driving a car. I've got everything that I had when I was lost. I got everything now that I had then. And that's the way you are too. And the only thing of it is that we're looking at what we have now through different eyes. And God wants you to number, he wants you to take care of the days uh, Jacob said, I ain't even come close to what they went through. And we haven't 
really gone that far of what the, the old pilgrims and the old uh, uh, saints of God have uh, been through. Let me read you real quick. This is in my Bible here about the Puritans. The Puritans raised their children, uh, number one, to know God, uh, to love God and serve God. And last of all, the pilgrims learned, uh, taught their children how to enjoy God. A lot of times us uh, Christians, we, sometimes we just get so boneheaded that it's going to be my way or the highway. And uh, the children are looking at us and uh, wondering, say, why is mama and why is daddy so strict on me? Why? I understand you got to make them mind. I understand that. And, uh, but I'm going to, I'm going to say, uh, do you teach them to enjoy God? Amen. Amen. Uh, be, lighten up a little bit. Amen. Uh, my wife told me the other day, she said, I was whistling. She said, uh, will you stop whistling? You're either whistling or singing. I'm not going to be like Brother Gip. <laughs> I kept waiting for him to stay out, stand on his coat. <laughs> yeah, she said, you're always whistling and singing. Well, I'm going to tell you tonight, I'm not bragging, but I've always got a song in my heart, always humming and singing and, and just going on down the road. I, I make up songs and they ain't got no sense at all. They don't even know. I, I mean, I hope nobody ain't listening to me, amen. Nobody recording me. I got a song in my heart. Do you have a song in your heart tonight? Praise God. Amen. Bible says in Psalm chapter 84, for, uh, for a day in the courts, uh, thy courts is better than a thousand, and I'd rather be a uh, doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of the wickedness. Amen. I'd rather be here than any place. That I've heard people say, I'd rather, uh, somebody said this, I'd rather be here than any, the best jail. I, I don't want to be in jail, amen. I'm in, I'm in jail enough, amen. I go, I go to two jails and a prison. Sometimes I'm in, in jails and prisons all week. I just preached a message Saturday. I said, what are you going to do when you get caught? That fit right in with them guys, amen. I said, any of you ever been caught? <laughs> Hands went up everywhere. I was talking about getting saved, amen. <laughs> amen. There's a little fella guy. I tell some, told some of the people uh, here that uh, there's a fella got saved uh, down there in Butler County Monday night, and uh, I felt so sorry for him. His, his name was Judas. I said, say what? He said, Judas. I said, uh, I've heard that name before. <laughs> and uh, after the church service, I said, Judas, uh, you want to get saved? He said, yeah, I, I want to get saved. And, uh, and so anyway, we, I gave him the plan of salvation, and, and I said, uh, go ahead and ask the Lord to save you. He said, you mean out loud? I said, yeah, if that's okay. He said, no, preacher. That's what he said. He said, I'm afraid I'll mess up. <clears throat> See, he was kind of simple. He, you could tell that he wasn't really, really, real smart. And whoever named him Judas, they need a good knuckle sandwich. I think he was named Judas on purpose to, to, uh, to uh, harm that little fella. Anyway, God saved him. Amen. Amen. Say, well, that was just one little fella. Well, hey, one here, one there. Yes, Amen. 
I, I like, I, man, I've been going to jails almost 30-something years, and I, I never get tired of it. Everything's always different. Everything's always different. Let me just say that uh, in Proverbs chapter 3, uh, we can uh, lengthen our days. Lengthen our days. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 1, uh, uh, forget not my law, keep my commandments. Verse 2, he says, for length of days and long life and peace shall I, they add unto thee. Uh, one of my, I, I got several, several brothers, they went on, and uh, uh, the, my one brother, uh, Ronnie, he, he was 35 years old. He had uh, three kids. The oldest one was five years old. And uh, last time I seen my brother Ronnie, he was in my sister's driveway. And uh, I remember following him out the door, and he was walking down the driveway, and he, turned, he just stopped and turned around, and he said, uh, they called me Junior. He said, Junior, he said, I'm fixing to lose everything. He said, I'm fixing to lose my job. I'm fixing to lose my family. He said, I'm fixing to lose my car. They're going to take it back. And he said, I'm fixing to lose everything. About two months later, Lonnie, Ronnie lost everything. He lost his life. He wrecked the car and uh, run off the road and hit a, hit a curve, I mean a dip and whatever, and broke his neck, and he died right there up there at uh, Vandalia uh, Airport up there in Vandalia, Ohio. Uh, it was in June or July. I can't remember what it was. And uh, I went up there the day after the, I found out he got, got uh, killed. I went up there, and the grass was real dry, just like it. It's, it's right out there before it rained there, you know. And I, and I, I went around that uh, airport uh, circle there, and I come around there, and right in front of my eyes, Brother David, there was two, tar, uh, two uh, car tracks going straight for that dip. And I just stood there and looked at them, them two tracks where my brother just ended his life the night before. You see, Ronnie got hooked on uh, prescription drugs. Lonnie, Ronnie got hooked on marijuana and dope, first one thing and another. He'd been, out, he'd been out all that night smoking dope and taking them pills. Ronnie could tell you what could what lift you up and what take you down in your medicine cabinet. You had to watch him because he'd steal it. He shortened his days. There's a little old guy down in Kentucky named Greg. I hadn't seen him in a while. <laughs> hey, Greg, where you been? He'd shot a guy and got in trouble. He wasn't very old. I said, Greg, where you been, man? He said, I've been keeping a low profile. <laughs> Greg was probably in his late 20s. Riding a four-wheeler, come out of a field, and first one thing you know, he was drunk, and uh, he didn't look, pulled right out in front of a car, gone. Shorten his days, shorten his days. If God hadn't saved this old sinner, I, I'd done been dead or sleeping under a bridge sucking on a wine bottle, and I ain't telling you no, no lie there. God saved me. I appreciate that. I didn't ever smoke none of them funny cigarettes. Make you leave the farm, never, you know, never, you know, never even get out of your living room. <laughs> never did smoke none, never did take none of them pills or nothing like that. But I was just no sorry drunk. First time I ever got drunk was in Frankfurt, uh, Frankfurt Germany, 1961. I stayed a drunk 17 years. <coughs> I'm not proud of it. I'm glad God delivered me from that mess. 
Amen. I used to wake up every morning. I don't know if any of you ever did it. I'll tell you what, I used to wake up every morning. And uh, I was one of them uh, 12 o'clock drunks. <laughs> say what do you say? I ain't going to drink nothing before 12 o'clock. 12 o'clock come, I'd get drunk. I thought that was really something. Anyway, Enoch, the length of his days, amen. You can, uh, you can shorten your days, you can lengthen your days. Uh, let me just say that uh, pills, pot, polluted water, whatever, popcorn, highs, whatever you want to do, I'm going to tell you something. One of these days, we'll trade all these days for one day. Amen. amen. When we get to glory. I appreciate that, man. I'm looking forward to it right now. Next of all, let's see here in Genesis chapter 5, verse 24. The Bible says, And Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. Enoch walked with God because he wanted to. Do you want to walk with God tonight? Man, I tell you what, I want to. Amen. Some, some days... Uh, my, my way gets a little, little weary. And uh, I keep my eyes on the Lord and just keep on keeping on. His walk with God, the Bible says you draw nigh to God and he'll draw nigh to you. If you want to walk with him, he'll walk with you. Yes, sir. Amen. <clears throat> Let me just say that uh, uh, in, uh, in the garden, God came looking for Adam and the reason he came uh, looking for Adam is because he wanted to walk with him. And I got to thinking about that. And uh, see, Adam had uh, got himself in trouble, and he didn't want to walk with God that day. And so God found him anyway. And uh, God knows everything you do. He knows everything you thought, everything you're thinking, everything which way, whatever which way it was going. And uh, he, uh, God wanted to walk with Adam. And then uh, I got to thinking, I'm not telling you anything uh, that you don't know. Uh, in, in, in Luke chapter 24, uh, there was two men uh, on the road to Emmaus. Amen. And, and they just walking along. They feeling pretty bad because uh, the Lord had died and first one thing and another. And guess who walked up and uh, pulled up beside them and started walking with them? He said, uh, what, are you, what are you guys so sad about? <laughs> He said, well, you must be a stranger here. He said, uh, well, tell me what's going on. They told him about, about the Lord dying and everything. I wonder if God wants to walk with you. Yeah. Amen. Enoch. Enoch did right. Yeah. Amos said, can two walk together except they be agreed? No way, Jose. Amen. Why did Enoch walk with God? I said, like, because he wanted to. We do what we want to. We come to church. We pray. We witness. We teach. First one thing and another. And just keep on walking with God. Walking, I've been walking with him almost 45 years. And uh, this month uh, in June, 40 years ago, I went to an old-fashioned altar in my uh, Moraine Heights Baptist Church, Brother Travis Hudson, dear old saint of God. And I went to that old altar on a Sunday night got down on my hand, on my knees and I started praying. I said, God, I'll preach. I'll do whatever you want to. And I surrendered 40 years ago. And uh, I've tried my best. I feel like Paul. He said, I'm the least of the apostles. You say, uh, how come? That's just the way it is. 
I appreciate you young men preaching. My goodness, every, 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 every time you guys preach, I, I appreciate the whole thing. I, I appreciate Brother Mike letting, letting you young men preach, amen. amen. And uh, every once in a while, he'll let uh, me and Brother Dave preach every once in a while, amen. <laughs> he say, well, you got anything to say? Well, I'm going to try to say something. <laughs> oh, I'm going to tell you something. Galatians chapter 5, verse 16 says, I'm not going to turn there for the sake of time. This I say, then walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. We need the Spirit of God to walk with God. We need to talk to Him all the time. Uh, I told somebody before church, uh, we was talking about doing something for God, and I said, well, I found out a long time ago, if He speaks to you to uh, just go ahead and do it, He'll turn out all right. Uh, Brother Estep used to say, right will turn out right. And I found out, uh, all these years trying to be a pastor, missionary, first one thing and another, I just tried to do right, Brother Mike. It always turned out right. Uh, sometimes it didn't seem like it was going to turn out right, but it always did in the end, amen? Because I kept my eyes on him and I kept walking with him, kept talking to him, kept asking him what I, what I should do and what I shouldn't do. I said, uh, Lord, I don't want to disappoint you. I don't want to upset you. I don't want to uh, make a mistake like that little fella said. I, I'm afraid I'll mess up. Yeah. You say, did you mess up today? Yeah, I messed up today. I'll probably mess up tomorrow too. So is that going to wipe me out? Nope. nope. Keep on going. Keep on plugging away. Amen. <laughs> I, I just come to my mind. Uh, <laughs> when I was a little fella and uh, we lived there in the mountains uh, on the old dirt road, and uh, my dad, he had, a, he had that one of them Model T things, and it didn't have no starter on it. It had one of them crank jobs in the front. And he said, Junior, don't ever get in the way of that handle. <laughs> he said, it'll break your arm. He, he'd get out there and crank that thing up. Off it go. He had to get rid of it. He was hauling some hogs in the back of it, and he run over the hill. Them hogs got in his way. <laughs> What'd you do? Well, he took a hacksaw and cut off the back part of it and made him a pickup truck. <laughs> Kept on trucking, amen. Oh, let me just say tonight. <clears throat> he walked with God. He walked with One of the, like I said uh, before about... Uh, Little kids, uh, one of the most unforgettable moments in a parent's life is when, when they start walking. And man, you can't wait. You just can't wait till they start walking. And then when they do start walking, your world changes. It's catch them if you can. <laughs> and they're always reaching, always reaching, trying to pull something off the table, you know. Said, oh, don't do that. When I was growing up, the worst thing I could do is touch that old coal stove. <laughs> Amen. Don't touch that stove. Well, what'd you do? Every once in a while I touched it. <laughs> I backed off pretty quick. Amen. I've met some, some folks that's been saved a long time. They come to church. I just remember something. 
When the Lord said, uh, said something about Peter, I might be wrong, brother. He said, you're walking afar off. You're, you're walking too far away from me. There might be somebody in here tonight that's just, you're walking close to God, but you're not real close. Amen. Uh, you, you need to move up. I'm, I'm not trying to peel anybody's hide, but I'm just trying to obey the Lord, amen. Somebody just maybe just needs, you're walking, but you ain't walking close enough to God. You need to move up, amen. amen. Praise God, how about that? I, I believe David walked right up to, I uh, started to say a Galgotha. <laughs> I get mixed up all the time, amen. My, my wife, she says, don't try, to, don't try that, whatever that word is, don't try to say it because it come out wrong. Oh, my goodness. I believe David walked right up to Goliath and he drew, drew that rock and he knocked his brains out. Walked right up to him. I believe Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego uh, walked around that fiery furnace and there was somebody else walking in there with him. Enoch walked with God because he wanted to. I believe uh, Jesus Christ just got in that furnace with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and said, uh, let's walk around here a little while. He said, we'll let, we let that, that old guy see us out there. We'll, we'll blow his mind out, amen. Daniel walked around in the lines then saying, here, kitty, kitty, kitty. Give me a kitty, kitty, kitty. He wasn't, he wasn't, afraid, to, he wasn't afraid to walk around them lines, amen. Nicodemus, Nicodemus, walked up to Jesus Christ in, uh, in the book of John. And the most quoted verse in this world was said to Nicodemus, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. You know what? Nicodemus wanted to find out who Jesus was. I'm glad I found out. Amen. I'm glad I found out. If you're walking with, uh, I have to read my notes here. If you're walking with an egghead, and a stupid, and a, a lame brain, you need to stop walking with them. My old preacher said one time, he said, there's something kind of wrong if uh, when you get saved and going to church, serving God, and uh, your best friend is maybe your brother, your cousin, somebody like that, and they're lost, and you get to running around with them. He said, I don't understand that. I don't understand why somebody saved would be wanting to walk around with, say, their brother. I know it'd be hard to tell your brother, say, look, man, I can't come. I did that a long time ago. I made up my mind that my family comes second. Jesus come first. And uh, you say, well, they got upset at you. Yeah, they sure did. But I kept on walking with God. Amen. I, know, I know a man that, uh, I, he, he, man, he was saved. Uh, he, he was saved for me. He used to witness to me. And uh, he saved, I don't know how long he was saved. And uh, he got to run around with his first cousin. 
And uh, first thing, he's going one place and going another place with them. And, and then they started, he started going to a bar, to the bars with them and running around. He got running around on his wife and, and uh, had a couple daughters. And, uh, and then he come, he'd come home and, and threaten his wife and slap her around, first one thing. He used to walk with God, but he stopped. He started walking with the devil. She'd have to lock herself in the bedroom to keep him from hurting her. You know why? He started walking with the wrong people. That's right. Amen. You're going to have to make a decision not who you walk with. If you don't make that decision, they'll make that decision for you. My, my. Ain't we having a good time? Amen. Walk with God. Keep walking with Him. Bible says, well, not the Bible, but I told you I'm getting, there's no Him. And you know it. Trust and obey. When we walk with the Lord in the light of His Word, what a glory He sheds on our way. While we do His good will, he abides with us still and with all who will trust and obey. Trust and obey for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus is to trust and obey. When we walk with the Lord. Sing that song, man, I'm going to tell you. Sing that song. Let me give you another thing here. I've been in our marriage, I I've been to the place where you're throwing all the cushions off the couch and you're digging back down in there and see if there's a little change in there might have, might have got slipped, amen. Uh, you're looking in the car and see if there's a little bit in there, amen. And uh, you asking the kids, say, your kids got any money hid someplace? <laughs> we need a loaf of bread. Say, what are you saying, preacher? Boy, I'm going to tell you. One of these days, I take care of all that. God doesn't just walk with anybody. He just don't walk with anybody. In uh, John chapter 7, verse 1, it says, After these things, Jesus walked in Galilee, for he would not walk in Jerusalem. How come he didn't want to walk in jury? Because they didn't want to hear what he had to say. If he, will he walk with you? I'm glad he walks with me. Amen. And talks to me, amen. Man. God won't walk with bitter people, hateful people, vengeful people, cussing people, homos, idiots, morons. I don't know what a moron is anyway, fruitcakes. Amen. He won't walk with them. They straighten up to walk with him, or he don't have anything to do with them. He wants everybody to be saved. I've been dealing with them about 20, about 30 years. And you say, well, does God want to walk with them inmates? You're right, he wants to walk with them if they want to walk with him. And he sends us in there to give them a chance to walk with him. Amen. Amen. I, I like that. One of these days. We'll cross that river. We can walk with God if we want to. 
that old prodigal, he got sick of where he was walking, came to himself. You read that passage there. He ain't talking to nobody. <laughs> He's talking to himself. You know, you get away from God, you could just start talking to yourself and say, huh, you know what, Lord? I am S-T-U-P-I-D. Stupid. I'm going back home. I'm going back and walk with my father. I'm going to go see him, see what he's doing because, man, his hired servants, they're doing a whole lot better than I am. I'm living with the pigs. If you ever, if you ever smell this pig pen, you ain't never forget it. You know exactly what it is when you go by. That used to be my job, slop the hogs. <laughs> Say, what's slop the hogs? Oh, you don't want to know. <laughs> Amen. Number three, I'm, I'm getting there. It says, uh, says there in Matthew, I mean, uh, Genesis chapter 5, verse 24, Need not walk with God, and he was not. He was not. He was not what? In other words, Enoch was not the important one. God was. Amen? Uh, in preaching terms, uh, Enoch was out of the picture. The Bible says in John chapter 3, verse 30, John the Baptist says, uh, He must increase, but I must decrease. If we would look at ourselves that we just ain't a whole lot. Sometimes we just say, hey, God, I, I, want, I want to move up. I've been walking my way for a long time, and I want to walk the way that you want me to walk. I'm tired of walking this way. He said he was not. Sometimes people uh, just get to the place where they're not what they really look like they are. See, uh, reputation is what people think you are. And uh, whatever that other thing is, what you really are. Amen. I'd just like to say tonight that Enoch was not somebody that didn't want to walk with God. He was not. When the Israel, uh, children of Israel crossed the Red Sea, Moses was not the important one. God was. When Peter walked on the sea, Peter was not the, uh, the, the important one. The Lord was. He said, well, Peter started to sink. Well, at least he got out of the boat. At least he was heading to the Lord. Amen. When Paul saw the light, saw the light on the road to Damascus, Paul was not the important one. Jesus was. Paul says in Acts chapter 9, verse 6, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? You count them words, there are eight words. That's a new beginning. How about tonight? How about a new beginning? Amen? You say, well, I, I'm, I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. You might be doing okay what you think, but I wonder, does God think you're doing okay? Sitting there tonight before I get done, why don't you ask God before we give the invitation 
Is God, am I, am I walking where I'm supposed to be walking? Am I walking close enough to you, Lord? Am I doing what I, uh, you want me to? You say, well, you're trying to get people down here. No, I, that's up to you. That's between you and God. Good, Amen. Paul says in Romans chapter 7, you know what that is? He said, O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of death? O wretched man that I am. Singing is important, but the one you're singing about is the most important one. Preaching, it'll get the job done, but preaching is not the most important thing. The one you're preaching about. That's, that's the most important thing, amen? And let me just say that teaching uh, uh, in the little kids, first one thing, uh, teaching is important, but the one you're teaching about is the most important thing in, the, in, in, that, in that little classroom in them little children's eyes. Amen, it was not. It was not the most important thing. Enoch was not a brat, a thumb sucker. Uh, I've uh, been in this thing quite a while. And I've noticed that uh, before people get out, uh, they just seem to get critical. Why, he didn't even shake my hand. <laughs> Who cares? Who are you? Amen. I don't know half of you people's names. I come over and sit. You say, well, you're not here very often. Follow me for a week. It'll help you. Amen. Duh. I'm not bragging. Brother Mike knows where I'm at. I always let my, pre my pastors and my preachers, I always let them know what I was doing and why I wasn't there. I wonder about you. You say, well, if I don't come, he don't need to know. I mean, you don't have to make 15, uh, 15 people call him every day and say, preacher, I ain't coming, blah, 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 blah. I'm not talking about that. Don't get critical on me. Duh. <laughs> I want to be in church. Enoch was not a tailbearer. Busybody, phone junkie, text junkie, email junkie. And he wasn't a big mouth. I'm just about done. You say, well, I, done, I was done a while ago when you hollered at me. You hurt my feelings. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Last of all, Enoch was not because <laughs> God took him. You say, well, he took him to heaven. Yeah. But hold on. Our prayer to God should be, Lord, like uh, Brother Joe sang that song. I said, don't sing that thing too much. <laughs> Take me, break me, mold me, and make me. He took him. Lord, take me. Let me do what I can. As long as I can, the best I can. 
And when I get home, you can say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Why not let God take you now while it is day? While you can make a difference. Enoch was not filled with himself, so God took him. It don't hurt anybody to be a little bit humble. If you was raised the way I was, it might have made you humble. I I used to drive a Sunday school bus on the east end of Dayton. And I'd pick up them little kids every Sunday. That lady that was... Uh, Bus captain, I've seen her I don't know how many times. She'd go to the door and be some of them four or five years old. Brother Joe, she'd come, she'd come off that porch with a little, little baby. I don't know, maybe a year old. You know why? She loved kids. God took her and used her what he could for her to do for him. I wonder tonight if He'll take you. <laughs> I wonder if you say, Lord, I don't know what I can do for you. But will you take me? Lord, will you take me and use me? Will you let me walk with you? Will you let my days be real profitable for you, Lord? Amen. If you're ever going to do anything for God, we'll have to take our hands off us. Let him put his hands on you. And he'll take you. And he sure will use you. If you let him. Brother Mike, I'm done. Thank you.